0: jazzy
1: the following program is intended for mature adults over the age of 18 if you're not of age and have questions about sex gender and relationships please visit scarletteen.org nothing on this show is a replacement for official medical advice trust me last time i checked no one here is a doctor
0: welcome to Dear Guesty, the podcast spin-off of Dear Jazzy, the show where we answer all of life's kinky questions. I'm your host Fawny, and while Jazzy's managing a spine injury, I've asked some good friends to fill in. Today, we're featuring Darlene Laddle. Darlene Laddle, can you please tell us about yourself?
1: Hello, you beautiful darlings. It's I, Darlene Laddle, or rather, the vessel that houses the disembodied voice known as Darlene Laddle. I... I'm a podcaster and an author and a recent title winner.
0: Yeah, you are. Uh, I'm so excited to hear about that title that you won, because I've got almost no context for how that happened. Um, Before we get there, uh, where can people find you on the internet if they want to know more about what you just talked about?
1: Sure. Sure. You can find my podcast Lattle Prattle on Spotify, formerly Anchor. If you search Lattle Prattle, it should pop up. Uh, my book "Gave It All Away," an ABDL femdom story, is on kendall And you can find me on FetLife under the name Teddy Beard, which is Teddy Bear with a D. <laughs> Wait.
0: We're not going to read into the teddy bear with a D too, too much, but going back (laughs) to gave it all away. I give that book two thumbs up and full disclosure, full disclosure. I'm only about 60% of the way through it. And I'm, yeah, it's great. It's wonderful. I would already recommend it to other people based on your writing, based on the story that you've been able to set up so far. um, Yeah. Just two thumbs up. Um, And Darlene, uh, the best ways that people can give you money would be listening to your podcast, just one. That'll get you a couple of pennies, but uh, you can buy Gave It All Away pretty easily, right?
1: Yeah, it's like three bucks on Amazon. Uh, and you, all of that money it does not go to Jeff Bezos. A portion of it goes to me.
0: <laughs> I paid for it. <laughs> uh, Thank you for that. Yeah, not a single regret. Um, absolutely worth the money. And uh, speaking of money, I'm going to go straight into the Patreon and subscribe star list so that we can get to talking about some other things. Um, Starting off in the one dollar tier, we've got Amy, Danielle, Doodle, Drake. Uh, Sorry, I've got the list a little too small for my old lady eyes. And I still haven't figured out how to zoom in on these slides very well.
1: It's very minute. Would you like me to read it? Because I can zoom in.
0: Do you want to read them?
1: I would love to. Okay. On the one dollar Patreon and Subscribestar list, we have Amy, Danielle, Doodle, Drake, Kiffy, Lubin, Lux, Manic Pixie Panda, Riley, and Philly. On the five dollar tier that has a fancy name I don't remember, we have Annie, Bria, Bunny Girl Izzy, Casa, Chels, Alexi. Ethan, Hoff Bondage, Palo D, Red, Remy, Ryan, Schneider, Starling Family, Stitchlet, Streeth, Toybox, and Tyranid Twinkie. On the $10 tier, we have Aurelia, which by the way, is one of my favorite angels in Magic the Gathering. Darbinator. I think they're a puppy. Or have a puppy thing. I'm saying more about them because they paid more money. Juicebox. They're a person that I have spoken to and done fun things with. Mayo Chew. So Chew is spelled like sneeze? So is it like a mayonnaise sneeze? Maya Chu. Maya Chu makes a lot more sense and is an adorable name. Great job. Keep it up, kid. Meerkat. For those of you at home, I am standing up looking out of the hole in my roof that I have made to imitate a meerkat. Correct. Neo-cryptid. I like this. Cryptid, non-binary, neo, neo-pronouns, very good. Top-tier satire, pro-leftist, fuck the normies. And VAR. It's got two R's. Is it var? Var. Uh, Var. Var. Var.
0: Var, var. Also a frog. Var.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Also a frog. Can't go wrong with that. And then in the $20 tier, we have Daddy Gray. That's Jazzy's daddy. Hello, Daddy Gray. We have Joe. Now, is that some call me Joe?
0: No, let's call me Joe is uh, two lines down from that. There are two Joes. Just
1: kidding. We have not Let's Call Me Joe. Just Joe. And thank you, Joe, for being you. And and not reminding me. Thank you. Cat Puff. It's pretty straightforward. Cat. Probably Catherine. Puff. Diapers. Marshmallows. Popcorn. I love it. Good. Soft name. Good. Keep it up. Let's Call Me Joe. I will call you Joe. And here's why we're going to call you Joe, Joe. Because you've asked me to. And I respect your wishes. Little Pup Tracks. That's cute. Little Pup Tracks. Racetracks. Cars. Good. Very, very classic. Uh, Fun, masculine baby stuff. Down for this. And then Maple. Like the leaf. From Canada. On the flag. Fonny, you're a Canadian. We've done it. Oh, yeah. Full circle. Oh, you
0: got me. I'm in the $20 tier. I've been Maple this whole time. No, Maple's pretty great. Maple adds art in the in well, the server from time to time and it's really cute and you should see it.
1: Oh, I'd love to. I should I'm in the server. I can do that. Yeah.
0: But yeah, you read those names so well. You gave those people their money's worth just by reading out their names.
1: It is my honor to serve.
0: Like I can't be this turned on for the podcast. you see how that's a problem? <sighs>
1: i do see because i can see you and they can't and you know i've heard that if you back at a specific ranking you get access to videos look at this we're plugging we're segwaying that's true also yeah you probably shouldn't be horny during your fetish advice
0: podcast but also it's kind of a job where you have to be a little bit horny on main Um, but like just appropriately (laughs) horny on main like um riker from star trek
1: Yes, Jonathan Frakes, not Ted Cruz. I mean, never be like Ted Cruz, but specifically don't get horny on Maine.
0: I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm so on
1: distant.
0: On 9-11, <laughs> oh, Senator no. Ted
1: Cruz of Tampa, sorry, Raphael Ted Cruz, who doesn't like when people use preferred names. <clears throat> anyway, um, he shared on the website formerly known as Twitter... A link to incest porn, where one of the figures in the porn looked remarkably like his wife.
0: Oh my god, you're kidding. I didn't...
1: I'm not. And then he went on to say he got hacked, and it was, uh, they were looking into the cybersecurity aspect of it.
0: Uh Uh-huh. I hope they catch the perpetrator.
1: (laughs) That man is in charge of a power grid that has not been updated in 50 years and responsible for the deaths of many humans.
0: Yes. I do remember that part. I remember the the was it Cancun? Like
1: Yeah, he did take a trip to Cancun. Hey guys, we give advice on fetish we stuff. Sure American do. politics. I'm catching up.
0: I'm I'm showing how smart I am to the world by being like, "Look, I'm not just a, a Canadian. I care about things <laughs> everywhere."
1: I we have more than all-dressed chips here. We have an international interest. Side <laughs> so note, I would trade all of my political knowledge for regular access to all-dressed chips. Yes.
0: um, I, I highly recommend. Also, ketchup chips. You know about ketchup chips, correct?
1: I do know about ketchup chips. I learned about them from a John LeJoie song, and I was like, hey, this no man way. is high as fuck. What the hell is a, a ketchup chip?
0: I do remember John Lejoy, like, very well. He did, um... Sunday afternoon, did he not?
1: He did.
0: And that is a song and then that I sing to myself only. whenever we're running out of dish soap.
1: <laughs> I have been asked formally by multiple people not to sing "Show Me Your Genitals" as we are about to engage <laughs> in sexual relations. What? Those are
0: not. Pe- uh, tell me that you're not friends with those people anymore, please.
1: I mean, I, I was the one, uh, I can't confirm or deny that. (laughs) Because
0: honestly, uh, the sillier someone is with me, uh, whenever they're getting into it with me, um, usually the better. Noted. Yeah. Um, I think having a, a healthy sense of humor in all situations, well, most situations, um, it just makes life better just makes your relationships a little stronger yeah mm-hmm. maybe maybe not at the site of a car crash though maybe don't try to lighten the mood i
1: yeah. mean i love david cronenberg as much as the next person but uh, if you are sexually aroused by car crashes you have problems.
0: no i mean having a healthy sense of humor
1: oh gotcha sorry <laughs> no I'm not any anytime i can reference crash by david cronenberg i'm going to Fair.
0: that was that was a very good misunderstanding thank you for going along with that for me you're welcome <laughs> okay i do need to ask uh to get into the news segment to like a little segue over here uh you saw tiny Tales, right the new diapers from abu i did okay what did you think
1: yeah okay Um. I've been trying to branch out. So to get to my answer, I have to kind of front load some some information. Hey, I'm spicy. So um, I have been an ABU fanboy, uh, stan, whatever the current term is, um, simp forever. Like pretty much before Casey Strom took over, like even back when they were, um, sorry, let me prepare my body for needing actual diapers as I'm an ancient human. Uh, back in the early thousands, before there was a, a digit in the tens place and the date, um, ABU came out stoked, loved it. It was like, super dry, kids. You mean my new underwear? N- no. They were literally called a play diaper. They were not intended to be used. Uh, so I was into them since then. I have been through them through the getting rid of the sissy slash fairy diaper, through the BMX pull-up knockoff phase strom came in just steel reinforced this brand so i have loved abu for a while for a long time and recently i've been trying to like kind of try other stuff like recently got into the um, daydreamers by rear freaking love them taikables unicorns freaking love them so when they were like oh a new abu print coming out i was like okay finally this will be the one this will be the thing that i say yeah i'm not into it and then I look at it, and I kind of like it. It's colorful, it's fun, it's adorable. I I am not a member of the community it's targeted at, so like I'm not immediately like I gotta have it. But I mean, I want to try it. I don't hate it.
0: Yeah, uh, I usually like I on a regular basis forget about the whole play diaper thing because that was like at the very 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 beginning of my like internet hunting for like you know anything that would tell me that i was a normal person um and do you remember one of the graphics from the early abu website iterations where it was an astronaut saying try my diapers yes my god
1: and it was the confidry 24
0: I didn't know that much, but I remember the graphic.
1: (laughs) Yes, that was the Comfy Dry Twenty Four. I think they just they just discontinued those, but then like they've released an equivalent. Literally, as we are recording this, yeah, the In Control whatever.
0: Yes, that's right. Um, I'm I'm just thrilled to see that AB is still like kicking and still doing as many amazing things as they are. Um, I could talk about them all day long. Um, yeah. I did get permission from the ABU, like, marketing team to make a sash, uh, like, a pageant-style sash that says uh, Miss AB Universe.
1: Oh, my God, Just
0: as long as I don't use, like, their official font or logo or anything. I can do whatever I want, and I can make a a Miss AB Universe sash just for funsies.
1: That's amazing.
0: Yeah, so guess what I'm going to be wearing at Cap?
1: (laughs) Oh, as you should. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, I have a story related to my actual work that has to do with ABU that I can't yes. necessarily tell on the podcast, but were are there any updates to what I book, knew? Uh sadly, no. Okay. I didn't hear back from my contact, but yeah, the whole process happened. It, yeah, I'll we'll just tell the story, it's fine. Uh so I work in sales and I had to reach out to potential clients. And I was like, ah, fuck it. I just got this job. What do I know? So I reached out to ABU and was like, hey, we have something you may need. Would you like this? Uh, And they got back to me and were like, yeah, sure, go for it. So we mocked up some material to send to them. And our art department, in searching for their logo, found ABU's website, because that's where you get their logo. And they emailed my boss and were like, did he know what this was when he looked it up? And so my boss calls me in for a meeting sits me down and is like hey um so the art department just reached out to me and um did you know about this website and i'm like what are you talking about i said lying (laughs) oh well they make a product and i'm like what do you mean well they make uh this and she turned her screen around (laughs) and it's like one of the super dry kids model photos. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's, that's different. And on the inside, there is a terrified version of me sweating and screaming. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Stone cold facade. Oh, that's fascinating. How'd you hear about this company? A friend of mine said, sent me, uh, one of their photos of the thing that I said we should make for them. um, I I didn't know anything about this. That's I have a very difficult conversation to have with that friend now, I guess. And she starts laughing. She's like, "Oh god, I don't want to be in your shoes." And I was like, "Well, somebody's got to talk to him about this." <laughs> and then it was dropped and it's never come up since. And ha. Ah.
0: I'm I'm very glad that it ended well for you. <laughs> I I would die. I would <sighs> melt. I would die. I would um just turn into a puddle of tears and soak into the chair that i was sitting in if like my boss was like so we need to talk about this adult baby diaper company
1: yeah and apparently the best part is uh the art department's person only went that far into the website because they saw like oh they sell diapers and they have like a bio child and we're like eh, maybe it's a good deal <laughs> <laughs> just, just like what
0: <laughs> all right <laughs> i'm glad that it ended well um i had just like this is the most tame run-in on the internet um but i i have a distinct like vibe a distinct feeling about telling a uh local reddit stranger that Little for big is pretty transphobic. With my like oh. vanilla account, you know? Yeah. Where they were like, yeah, I'm looking for little clothes. And someone recommended Little for Big and I was like, ah, I wish they weren't run by transphobes. Um
1: reasonably so. Yeah,
0: so I'm I'm hoping that like no one just like is trawling through my friggin' Reddit history and is like, you know, gonna make a deal out of it. Um But who knows? I, go ahead. People should know.
1: Yeah, I mean, exactly. They should know about the transphobes. And I realized, like, most people do not give a fuck. Like, I got a tattoo done on uh, Saturday, and I literally was wearing a onesie from Awkward Artist and Shorts. And my tattoo artist was just like, I wish I could wear clothes that were that fun. I'm too dour. And I was like, thank you. And that's it. It, I only ever get compliments. Nobody's ever like, why is your shirt so adorable?
0: (laughs) Right. Or why is it tucked in? Like, no. No Uh, one gives a shit. The majority of people are going to just be a little bit jealous that they um, aren't brave enough to wear cool stuff themselves.
1: Exactly. Mm
0: hmm.
1: Uh, did you have thoughts on the tiny tales that were announced at M- Midwest Furry Con?
0: Midwest Furfest. Yeah.
1: Midwest Furfest.
0: <laughs> I do have thoughts. Um, I love the colors. I don't know if I can get down with the positioning of the mascots on the print.
1: That's what it is. Thank you.
0: It seems cluttery. It seems a little too cluttery, and it seems like it's going to be weirdly... Um, boxy when you're wearing it.
1: Yes. I couldn't, I was like, there's something that's slightly off about this for me. Yeah. And now I know it is that they are very close. To, I'm looking at it on the website. Yeah. They are very close together on that. Uh, furred rump.
0: hmm Like I like the, the front of it where they're kind of in a row on the balloons. Yeah. The back of them, they're positioned in a square pattern. Which I don't know if I can get down with.
1: Yes. The also the positioning of the yellow one is just really. I mean, like it's gonna. Yeah, never mind. That's a that's a me, in a writing way. I'm like, well, use this in a story. It's already yellow there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, there you go. They've put ideas in your head. Uh, they've done you a favor. There we go. Um, but speaking still kindly of, of abu in general uh, i'm going to tell you that you can get 10 percent off of your or- order of 50 dollars or more with the code dear jazzy 2410 that's 10 percent off of your order when you spend a little more than 50 dollars with dear jazzy 2410 um i still have the stash that i bought like two years ago so i'm not going to be buying any but what do you have your eyes on right now
1: uh from abu or i am a sucker
0: like, I've seen a Ooh, lot from okay. the Chinese market recently that are super friggin' cute. And I'm curious, you know, anyone who's tried them? Have you tried them?
1: I have not tried anything from the Chinese market. I do follow uh, somebody on YouTube who kind of does reviews periodically. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of have to scrub their videos because I I have difficulty sometimes when it's like, I'm going to give you a formal review of this product but i'm also gonna baby talk and it's like i and i my brain separates i can't it is too jarring for me yeah so I have to scrub um but they have not said much nice about the chinese market diapers i did get an opportunity a few months ago to try crinkle crate Ooh, okay <laughs> That's what they're called uh kit venture i think it is um crinkle poof uh, adventure poof, it's got D and D themed prints on it. It's really nice.
0: Ooh, yeah. Uh, Puff, I think I've seen those ones where they've got like the different uh, classes. Um, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. They're called adventure puffs They're great. They're like a high quality medical diaper that has a fun print on it. Love that. I've really just i am a sucker for the new uh rears daydreamers i know a lot of people don't like the like clear plastic shell and that but like i don't know man they are very absorbent like i can wear them for a full work day um they're super cute they're super soft and like i hang out with a lot of traditional doms who are very like are you hydrated have you had your water are you drinking enough water you should be drinking water and then Uh, Some of them are also like scene doms they are like, if you were drinking enough water, I could tell. And it's like, don't, don't do that. Don't take my thing and turn it into a tool for your agenda. That's (laughs) making me like it more. Not fair. Uh, And so I I love it because it's like, y'all know I'm drinking my water. Get off my nuts. Okay.
0: (laughs) But now everyone knows and you don't need a wetness indicator for it
1: yeah you're not describing a bad situation for me
0: yeah (laughs) no and i
1: oh no i have
0: i was i was on board with them whenever i first saw them when i was like i i see the use i see how people could enjoy this just because like i draw a lot of art where people are like i want to see it visibly used and i'm like well there you go now you've got the real life equivalent Mm Hmm. like there is no realism whenever it comes to like illustrators showing a used diaper absolutely none oh my God, no make <laughs> it neon yellow they say
1: the bowl i it must be on the ground it must be dragging i want to know that they messed their diaper well i mean like you know pretty quickly in real life <laughs> um there's some tells it has nothing to do with what you're seeing
0: yeah but you can't smell an image like you can? I don't know.
1: Some of you were very good at illustrating stink lines. <laughs> <laughs> like Hoff and and Juicebox and yourself. Uh, it, it, do you just have sketch pads full of practice doodles of stink lines?
0: <laughs> My god. Uh, I don't remember the last time I actually drew stink lines. But I know that, yeah, Juice is very good at them. Very, very good. Um But I think, yeah, I want to talk about Capcom very briefly, if that's all right with you.
1: It's always alright with me to listen to you talk.
0: Yeah. Oh I Oh, that was really sweet. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um But yeah, Capcom, anyways, uh unfortunately you aren't being gonna be able to go this year, right?
1: I will not.
0: Okay. I'll have to tell you all about it whenever I'm back from it. It's happening end of February. Um, Still sold out. It's been sold out for a long time. They had a second round of ticket sales uh, from like the first wave of cancellations. Um, And that's already gone. Um, But they are going to be doing some very interesting things that like people who have tickets can sign up to do. Like uh, they're featuring a burlesque show um, that anyone can join. It's all attendee led burlesque um and it's kind of like a more of a variety thing so it's going to be like burlesque plus talent show sort of a thing um i'm hoping that i don't have to miss that one this year Uh, i ended up missing it last year total regret on that Uh, one um no the town square is happening um and it's kind of like a vendors hall slash artist alley slash car boot sale um where you can bring like new reused products and just sell them Ooh. yeah so i'm gonna be bringing a bunch of stuff a bunch of art pieces stickers lanyards pins um the sashes pageant sashes you want pageant sashes with weird shit on it like um, mommy's little sog champ i'm making them oh i'm making them um And then the usual bet has a term for someone who's just... They're just too little for sex. Have you heard the term coddled before? C-O-D-D-L-E-D? I have. Yes. Yes. Love it. Uh, Sashes that say coddled? I know of at least three people who are going to be wearing one.
1: I have a guess.
0: (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. You can keep guessing. Um... There's also the attendee led events. There's like, you know, your presenter panels, and then there's also the attendee led events that tend to be a little more hands on. Um,
2: mm-hmm. I
0: really want to do Santa story time. I um, signed up to do Santa story time with a friend of mine. Um, and I would just be thrilled to just like have a quiet little story time featuring Santa reading Christmas stories to a bunch of littles.
1: Oh, that'd be lovely.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, there's also going to be like a bunch of other really cool shit. And if you've got like any sort of uh, little feeling of wanting to do something fun with a bunch of people at Capcom and you want it to be on the schedule, sign up to do an attendee led event. Um, and then the Littles Louvre, uh, which is like an art gallery featuring um, content made by people going to the con who just want to submit their stuff for Capcom to display. Oh yeah. And they don't have like any sort of strong requirement for like what sort of art it is. Um, so I've heard people before saying like, Oh, I don't know if my art is like good enough to be accepted or I don't know if I'm like ser- a serious enough artist to have my art uh, featured. And it's was like, "Okay, hey, where's the line though? Like, just fucking tape
1: a banana to a wall kid
0: yeah oh my god okay funny story you don't even know this the, the episode is not out Kimmy and I talked about that last night the banana on the wall
1: <laughs> the serendipity
0: <laughs> uh, you want to tell me something about bananas and tape and a wall you you got something to tell me
1: uh yeah I you don't Tape your fruit to the kitchen wall to remind you to eat it before it goes bad.
0: Yeah, and also to make a statement on decay.
1: I thought that was just to make a bunch of money and make a rich person look like an asshole.
0: Also true. Because
1: they did. They used the word decay.
0: Come on. Decay is a fancy oh. word. It's just pretty.
1: It is very beautiful.
0: Yeah um
1: and i think a film of a plastic bag is the greatest piece of cinema
0: (laughs) don't you talk to me about that stupid movie (laughs) i'm still mad that i watched Uh, it
1: i well we didn't know right it's it's my partner's gonna hear this and she's gonna look over me and be like you're so pretentious and i'd be like whatever you still change my diapers yeah Um,
0: it's just the story of lolita just read the book it's so much better
1: yeah, and doesn't have an actual sex criminal in it.
0: Also true. Also true. Um, okay, talking about more light things and getting back to Capcom, uh, you know about the Padding Power trading card game, correct?
2: I do. Yeah,
0: and how Jazzy and I both have like cards that you can get um where like they make a little heart hands. They do make little heart hands. Um Jazzy wants to let y'all know that she's gonna be signing any and all jazzing padding power cards brought to her at Capcom And I will be doing the same with any fawny cards that are brought to me. I have special Sharpies just, just for this, because I go to shows sometimes Ooh. and the artists at the merch table don't bring Sharpies with them because they're like, Oh, I wasn't expecting to like, you know, sign anything. I didn't know if anyone was gonna ask me for one. So I bring my own Sharpies smart yeah
1: every artist i've ever bought from had a silver or a gold sharpie
0: dang i need to meet the artists that you're you know going to see because i get to see a lot of like smaller canadian artists maybe it's just canadian thing or maybe it's just like the select shows that i've been to and my experience is totally biased why not both Mm mm-hmm um also talking about biases i am biased against patreon are you also biased against patreon
1: yeah well i mean like in a very specific way yes but i'm also kind of uh, happy about them because uh, my number of charges went down one month uh i yeah. am furious that i now have to find six different platforms yeah that people have scrambled to in the chaos
0: right uh, I know that Subscribestar was very popular in people's um, you know, spheres on um social media for a little bit. So how's how is Subscribestar looking?
1: Um I n- was browsing through and some people have been able to regain at least half of their um subscribership. Mm, but it does good. look like it's still pretty rough. I mean, like, transitioning people to a new platform is already difficult. Mm-hmm. And then also, like, everyone I follow, they set it on their Patreon while they still could, right? Uh, set it on their Twitter and their Blue Sky. Sorry, their X and their Blue Sky mm-hmm. and their... Fat, like, whatever platform they had, they were like, yo, this ship is sinking. I'm trying to save it. Please follow me. And, like... If you only know them because you get that email once a month from Patreon that's like, hey, I took your money, and then you're like, oh, yeah, I should go look at that to justify that $5, you're not going to learn a damn thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I had a thought in my head. Hang on. Oh, right. I am one of those people who, like, you know, the the Patreon you know, fucked a bunch of people over and I lost my subscriptions to um, some creators. And I'm one of those people who still hasn't mm. gone over to Subscribestar to resubscribe to them. So I think those, um, like, people who got like half their following back, it will improve as people like me get off of their asses and, you know, do the subscribing steps.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And interestingly, I did get a a more clear answer from the patreon trust and safety team um about where the line was in which content was okay and which content was not okay um and i don't agree with them at all but i'm going to read you the blurb that i got from patreon about this they said creators are prohibited from using patreon to produce or just distribute any types of works featuring sexualized age play with adults posing as minors. This is also true for illustrated, animated, or any other type of creation. To provide more context, creators whose ABDL works do not cross the lines into sexualization are permitted on Patreon. Sexualized ABDL works involving, for example, nudity, crotch shots or close-ups, and using childhood objects as sex toys, among others, are not permitted. Tell me your thoughts, Darlene Laddle.
1: Okay, I have a lot of problems with that. I... You have just... Okay, I have to stop for a moment. Okay. And just a barrage of thoughts have hit me. For starters, you're not allowed to act. So is any type of acting gone, because there's people on Patreon who pretend to be orcs. There's people on Patreon who act orcs older is that now a problem there's people on patreon who dress like video game characters like diva from overwatch i don't know her age but she doesn't seem like she's 21 right so are they going to get in trouble probably not can't use a thing as a sex toy i'm sorry i don't support bad dragon because you know they are not cool people it turns out but like some of their stuff kind of looks like child's toys. I could easily see a young person being like, whoa, that's an alien. Can they fuck a bad dragon on Patreon now? Like, what do these rules even mean, first of all? And secondly, if you admitted these are adults and they have labeled their work as adults, what is the problem?
0: Mm Hmm. Or... Are they like blanketing um all of this as just a little too fringe for them going public um as a as a company?
1: Oh, of, if they're about to go public, yeah, that's absolutely what it is. Because there yeah. was uh oh fuck, what was the platform that did this recently? Wasn't it DeviantArt and t- did, uh, Tumblr? Purge.
0: Tumblr did a purge.
1: Tumblr, yeah, Tumblr did a fucking full send delete on porn tried to go public wasn't able to go public and now the abdl scene on tumblr's back and kicking
0: yeah yeah um i have thoughts about this little blurb um about sexualized age play with adults posing as minors being too over the line where it's like they are treating us as pedophiles they're treating us as criminals they're saying we are too stupid to know the difference between an adult and a child
1: Um,
0: yeah Uh, so it's an insult for one uh it's not protecting children because we're not children have never been check my id i'm still 31 um and then the using childhood objects as sex toys um i guess yeah they consider diapers to be a childhood object right
1: What if I'm incontinent?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, sexualized diaper lover works would... Yeah. I'm not cool with it. Um... Patreon sucks. Yep. Burn it to the ground. (laughs) They raised us to the ground. Let's, uh, Mm. leave them in the dust. Um, i know
1: we're just doing what you taught us to do yeah when we burn you to the fucking ground as an institution not as individuals i don't want to harm anybody that works at patreon but the concept of patreon should rot in hell yeah
0: i will say this um recent uh, sort of blight on the community has brought us closer has brought different creator circles closer in terms of like it, banding against a common enemy <laughs>
1: that's true nothing unites a group of people more than hating the same person true
0: and now it's robin from case. patreon <laughs> oh, robin. also morgan sucks too uh morgan's the one who just sent me this email <laughs> yeah goodness
2: gracious
1: Sorry, I'm just scrolling through the ABDL tag on Subscribestar. And the other day when I was looking, it was like one page and some change. And now it's like three <gasps> full pages Excellent. of people. So,
0: yeah, it does take yeah, them a, a while to approve pages uh, for creators to post.
1: I'm, I love that they do that. I love that they are uh, hitting. Um, they're taking their time. They're looking at each person. They're not just saying, yeah, whatever, come on board. We'll change the policy later. Hmm. So what a thing you could have done, Patreon. Isn't that nice?
0: Right? Um. I mean, I, I am ready for the other shoe to drop and for Star to be like, actually, we do want a different user base because, you know, sometimes people are fickle like that. But, but, yeah, <laughs> Subscribestar is really nice to us right now. So uh, I'm going to have to check that out later and throw some money at some creators. Probably make the Christmas a little happier.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And um, last update for community news. Um, Jazzy is still recovering and still loves y'all. I know she's got some appointments coming up soon, so she should be uh, on the mend um, before the new year.
1: Yay. Mm-mm. I miss it. I've her. been so worried about her. Yeah. I know.
0: And uh, with that, Darlene, are you ready to do some some guessing, some reasoning, some logic, some figuring things out?
1: Oh, that sounds difficult, <laughs> but I will do my best for you.
0: <gasps> Thank you. OK, uh, I'm going to be making you it's, it's a little game we've played on the podcast before. Very briefly, uh, I'm going to be making you guess what a fetish is based on the like affiliate term of it.
1: Ooh. Okay, cool. Yeah. Alright. I'm ready. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna
0: lean on this <laughs> mic. I'm okay. so excited. Uh, okay, I'm ready. Here's a softball. Aquaphilia.
1: I'm horny for doing it in water.
0: Pretty much, yeah. Uh involves people swimming, posing, or even dri- uh or even dying in water. Um so i know
1: i know a person Aquaphilia, uh, com was not claimed i know huh? a photographer in my area who's a scenester he and his wife started the like they have it now and all they do is like underwater bondage stuff
0: oh okay now that's pretty photos. cool check them
1: out good people yeah yeah very good people
0: mm-hmm. uh next one is one that we've had uh for other people to guess before i made kimmy and jazzy guess what this one is it's autoplushophilia. Auto plushophilia. Ophelia.
1: Auto plushophilia. Ophelia. Self. Something. Um... Something to yourself. Self.
0: Auto. A-U-T-O. Plush O. P-L-U-S-H-O. Philia.
1: I'm going to take a shot in the dark. Couch fucking.
0: Unfortunately, no. But that is funny. That is very funny. Uh, Autoplushophilia is seeing yourself as a stuffed animal.
1: Damn it. I I was like, plush? Stuffed animal? No. They, no person in their right mind would use the etymology of that. It would be more complicated to be stuffed animal. They literally took term for myself and then slang term for stuffed animal. Ophelia. Fuck you, person who named that. Fuck you, and no, not because you're a cute stuffed animal in the uncool way. Fuck you. <laughs> uh,
0: almost agree. I think you just need to follow more people on Twitter because I definitely follow a auto plushophile uh, because I'm friends with I, them. There's a lot Otherwise, of them. Um, next word: fornophilia. F O R N I P H I H I L I A Fornophilia
1: repeat the before the filia spelling again please
0: f o r n i forna philia
1: there's no way this is right but i'm going to take a guess that you're just turned on by watching people fuck
0: no unfortunately um isn't that just a voyeurism
1: I, that's what I thought. I was like, is that the technical term for voyeurism? Like, you are aroused by watching people fornicate? No,
0: I think voyeurism is al- already its own, like, filia-esque word, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh Fornipalia is turning a human being into a piece of furniture.
1: That's a Junji Ito story, first of all.
0: Oh, which one? Which okay. one?
1: Which one? I. Uh, there's one where this lady is a great writer, and... Um, she keeps getting these letters from this fan and they're telling this story and she's like, wow, this is really well written. And then she realizes the character in the story she's been getting in these letters sounds a lot like her. And they're describing her day-to-day life. And the point of uh, view of the stories the letters that she's getting are of this like admirer of her. Uh, And then they say like, I've, in, in her favorite chair, and like basically outlines how he has sewn himself into the chair she sits in when she's writing. And she's just been sitting on him, and like he sneaks out and does stuff. Uh, and then she later finds it to be true. And she has been stalked, watched, and sitting on this man for who knows how long. Mm. Scary. <laughs> I absolutely.
0: Yeah, um, I'm still a big fan of the enigma of Amagara Fault, the one where it's, this is my hole, it was made for me. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, okay, hopping off of Junji Ito and back into Philias. Uh, I'm going to throw another one at you. I hope you know what this one is. It's Clismaphilia.
1: philia, Um... Go ahead and give me a spelling on Klisma, please.
0: K-L-I-S-M-A. Klisma.
1: K-L. One more time.
0: Oh, sorry, I have to scroll back to it. K-L-I-S-M-A.
1: Klisma. Really? <sighs> okay. No, that's not a word. Uh... <sighs> think think clisma 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 colin no no uh-huh. no give me give me give me give me, no. give me give
0: me hand it over
1: has to do with butt uh enema
0: you are so on yes you are on it exactly
2: i hate i hate <laughs> greek so much
0: <laughs> well like another word for enema is like clister clister right yeah yeah chlysmophilia
1: hmm uh. so
0: good <laughs> i'm not even gonna attempt like the pronunciation of some of these but uh another softball uh microphilia Micro, tiny things. Yes,
1: I like. I get turned on by be tiny, yeah, or a small thing, or
0: imagining something else shrinking. Yeah. What about nebulophilia? N e b u l o philia, nebulophilia. nebulophilia.
1: <laughs> okay, so my instinct is to say uh, cosmic space, something to do with the depths of the kind of universe. But I wonder if it is more of a, like, confusion-based thing, like an uncertainty thing, like things are nebulous, they're unformed.
0: Interesting, interesting.
1: I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with uh, an attraction to kind of non-concrete things.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay, so you are, like, in the ballpark. But. You're busy buying a hot dog and not paying attention to the game. Um,
1: Is it farts? No,
0: it's nebulophilia is fog or Because that's a gas, like a nebula. God damn it! Do you see what I mean? You're buying the hot dog. Yeah. But yeah, you were so close with like the fogginess. Dang. (laughs) Just a couple more in here. Um... Okay, 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 please tell me that this one is going to make sense to you. Uh, Oculolinctus. Oculolinctus.
1: Something with I.
0: And it's oculo and then linctus is L-I-N-C-T-U-S. Oculolinctus.
1: L-I-N-C-T-U-S. What is that root? (sighs) It's great. So you need to change some things around. Something. Uh, I don't know, so I'm going to say a silly thing. Uh, It is a fetish for staring at people through a chain link fence.
0: I like it. I like it. It's not right. It's not correct. Um, Think of i plus tongue it's eyeball licking no <laughs>
1: gross no of course i didn't get it i don't know i refuse to accept that you've said this to me don't do that this was a fad in japan i'm taking over for a second everybody buckle up it's a psa this was a fad in japan in like the 2010s the kids were spreading diseases your mouth is a great tool. It's a lovely tool. It is a wonderful tool. It ingests, it masticates, it can even bring pleasure to other people. Your eye is not ready for contact. It is a soft, jelly, porous thing that is a direct link to your brain, your bloodstream, and everything. Your eye shouldn't get shit in it, and when I say shit, I mean literal shit, and I also mean anything, nothing, should go in your eye. That's why you have two meat shields that close around it anytime it's just a little too dry out there. Your eyes are weak coward baby cowards made out of jelly, and they are a beautiful thing orbs through which we paint the picture of the world around us. Do not put your gross, disgusting, bacteria-filled mouth on someone's eye. That is how you get them very, very sick. I do not care if it arouses you. Don't fucking do it.
0: Thank you for this PSA. I would also like to add, while you were on the um, topic of, like, don't put s- stuff in your eyes. Wash your hands after you masturbate and before you touch your eyes. Please.
1: Yes. Yes. Just wash your hands yeah all the time i don't have hypochondria you do
0: yeah but no i i have heard before of people getting like really really nasty infections because they touch their genitals and then they touch their eyes gross
1: oh very gross stop getting please, pink please eye Please give me a l-
0: just stop it
1: that's next level pink eye if you take the chlamydia out
0: there. <laughs> <laughs> um and then the last one that i have for you uh because oh watching you like pick apart these words and think of the roots uh very very cool um i get to see you on camera doing this and just like watching you think about it watching you like roll this word around in your head is uh, a lot of fun uh and i want to do it one more time stethno lagnia stethno or st- sorry stheno this one's weird. Stenolagnia, S T H the Stenolagnia, S T H E N O L A G N I A.
2: Stenolagnia. Okay.
1: Then. Oh, okay. Gotta be thinnol. No. It's gotta be then and lagnia. Oh, is the connective vowel. Thin. Greek. The I do not know. Oh, my ex-wife is like. If she were here, she'd be like blah blah blah. And I'd be like, all right, whatever. Um
2: mm-hmm.
1: healthy relationship. Uh I'm gonna go with an attraction to cave formations.
0: Interesting. why why, why do you say cave formations? Uh
1: because I don't know what it means. And I have decided that it reminds me a little bit of stalactite and stalagmite.
0: Okay, also the connection that I went to. Uh, Stenonlagnia is uh, muscle worship. It's muscles and displays of strength. Which...
1: Kinesthetic. Kinesthetic moving muscle. Theno is muscle. Oh my god, that's genius. (laughs) Ethne <laughs> out worship. Okay. Wow, that's great.
0: Do you feel empowered? I I hope you feel empowered.
1: don't. I you know what I do because I want you to feel good and I'm a people. Hey, 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 hey.
0: No, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for putting you through this. Um
1: <laughs> No, this was yeah, no, this was a good time. I don't lag me. Wow. I didn't know there was such a fancy term for just respecting muscle mommies.
0: <laughs> yeah. Muscle daddies. be damned. It's all about the, the muscle mommy, which I, I can't argue with that.
1: I can, I'm six foot three and I can deadlift both my partners. I, it doesn't impress me when a tall, big boy be able to do big lift, but when a five foot two lady walk in and she got traps for days, Oof, put some bait in there. I want to get trapped. Yes, please. Mm.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for this Let me see treat. those
1: triceps, because I'm about to try to do whatever it takes to get up in there.
0: Oh. <laughs> um. Yeah, okay, but, like, the the words for Philias, uh, do you think there's too many of them? I think there's too many words for philias.
1: Yes, I also think that it stopped being... So this is, I think, a phenomena where initially psychologists were trying to do the thing that human beings love to do, where we put things in boxes and we categorize them. It's the same thing with phobias. And they were trying to find, like, the nine or ten or whatever, like, broad categories and fit everybody into that box. So they were initially like, oh, this person's into... Uh, or this person's afraid of beasts, and so, like, we'll just call specifically spiders. Everybody's afraid of spiders. They have too many legs. It's unnatural. It's an ingrained terror because of venom, blah, blah, blah. Arachnophobia. Great, nailed it. Oh, this person's afraid of the dark. Whatever the term is. I'm an idiot, and I forgot. It doesn't matter. Um, so, like, cool. Great. Same with, or uh, for phobias. Same thing for philia. It's like, oh, this person is attracted to, like, an object. Paraphilia. Makes sense. Whole category. And then that knowledge became like commonplace and it became like trivia and a fun thing. So you can be like, oh, a lot of people don't like the number 13. I know that triskaidekaphobia means that you don't like the number 13. And so as scientific papers were getting, or not scientific papers, but qualitative research was getting released and like studies were released and like client notes were released and they were like, oh, they had an irrational fear of blank. And instead of just using the term that is a trigger, which we use now in or like rather most practicing clinicians should be using, um, they were like, oh, what a strange phenomenon. I will document it because there must be others. Mm -hmm. And then the Internet just blew up into the thing it did where they're like, I'm afraid of clowns. What's the Greek word for clown? I've got chlorophilia or chlorophobia or whatever. And the same thing for being turned on. Uh, It's just a fun thing where if you know enough about words, you can make a big silly word and go, see, I made a silly word for liking an anima.
0: That's that is true. Uh, I think. In that uh, sort of just just for fun way. Yeah, there's too many of them. I will say that it's it's kind of nice to have a specific word for it so that, you know, whenever you're looking for a very specific thing, it helps to tag it.
1: yes. I am a big fan of words, not as labels, but as search terms. So like I hang out with a lot of BDSM and leather people and they are very big into like, this is my label. This is my thing. You're one of these, you're one of those. And I'm like, um, sometimes for some people, but like, I am not in the box of ABDL. That's just one of the hashtags that I have. So I'm, uh, in this conversation right now, I've just come up with the idea that I'm going to stop calling them my labels and start calling them my hashtags. Thank you.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'm on board. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to copy you now. Um, I think there are too many um, and too many kind of useless ones um, just because, like, the the eyeball licking was probably a hoax. And we didn't need. Absolutely. We didn't need to call it Ocula Linctus. That's just silly no no yeah um and okay talking about hashtags talking about writing um the, look at this wonderful segue that i am taking us on and if you look to your left you'll see the <laughs> next thing that i want to talk about uh we want to talk about the the things that you're working on right now
1: sure uh right now i am working on a couple projects one i'm trying to finish my write-up from fpe florida power exchange the conference i went to recently um i'm also working on a creative nonfiction book where i'm outlining my experiences coming out into the scene over the past few years um basically a combination of essays and anecdotes. And I've posted some of these on various places like FetLife and Tumblr. Um, But I want to give them a fresh coat of paint, do a couple like little poetry pieces and introductory things, and just kind of like try and write a book that, um, A, outlines my experiences as an ABDL person going out into the broader BDSM community. Um, Because I know that a lot of people in our scene have a tendency to be hesitant, right? Like, if you look at the older posts from the late 90s, early 1000s, ABDLs are like, oh, they don't like us, they think we're weird, they don't hit us, they judge us, et cetera. Um, And that wasn't the experience I had at all. But I went in with that absolute fear. I was like, oh, they're gonna think I'm a freak, they're gonna gonna castigate me, they're gonna hate me. And like the first BDSM party I went to, I met both the partners that I have now, and they both came up to me to say like, oopsie poopsie we made a fucky walkie technical difficulties
0: oh i love that i love that for you
1: right uh but i also want to help people that are in the broader bdsm community who are trying to be like there is a movement in specifically my area in the leather and broader bdsm community to be more welcoming to littles and abdl because they're realizing like oh man a lot of subs and they are uh, they go into little space when they are in aftercare or they they may have some of these ABDL tendencies. So I may need to understand what the hell that's about. So I'm not super judgmental and scare off a potential play partner. Um, and mm-hmm. also a lot of the bigs and doms and domes and tops that are coming on the scene, they do have a softer side, right? Like a more caregiver side or brattier kind of middle side. And so like helping the broader community understand our scene, our scene understanding the broader community that's something I want to work on so uh, and I can do that with my qualitative essays
0: excellent uh, I'm very excited. Do you have any um like sense of how how much you're gonna be putting into this like is it gonna be like a full book a novella like what what's it gonna look like? do you know
1: I it will be closer to full novel length just because like, several of the essays that I've already written that I need to like redoctor are very long. I mm-hmm. Bonnie, this may surprise you. I say way too many words.
0: What? No. Oh, I never would have guessed.
1: No, me lacking brevity. Never. Uh, <laughs> so that's, probably going to be a full book and i'm also working on an uh, urban fantasy story uh uh sorry a supernatural romance urban fantasy uh that's about polycules marginalized people and the healing of emotional trauma with found family because i don't do subtle
0: okay yeah and when did you start working or have you started working on that one yet
1: yeah, I have, uh, I got about, I'd say like a third of the way done and then I started a new job. And so Yeah. If once you get to a certain point in a book, if you are not staying in the writing process actively, the starting again sucks because I have to spend basically two days rereading what I'd already written. And rereading my notes, so where am I going? And then what did I sound like when I wrote this? Because the book's in first person, so it's like, I can't just change writing styles. This person needs to be consistent. And then you wind up doing editing, uh, which is cool because, like,
0: Mm -hmm. by
1: the third time you restart it, it's pretty much edited. Um, The first third is. The problem is you're only writing a chapter every four days every time you start it up
0: yeah I can definitely feel that pain I have yet to get back to some illustrations and it's not that hard because like the illustration is there I don't have to go through hours of content (laughs) to like reach where I got uh where where I left off but I'm still kind of looking at my work like what was I doing Yeah,
1: because, like, when you were drawing that sketch, you had thoughts in your head in that moment, like, oh, cool, when I'm doing the final layer, I want it to be in this color, I want the light source to be here, I'm going to, I'm not going to put it in, but I'm thinking I'm going to put, like, a stray here or a line here, like, you don't, you, 20 days later, cannot remember what you, especially if you're in flow state, like, if you are in the fucking zone, and you've got a million thoughts Uh going, and you're like, I'm going to get that one and that one, and you're, you're never no, you're never in the same state no. of flow twice.
0: Screwed myself. Yeah.
1: <laughs> curse our lives.
0: It's true. Uh curse our lives. But what are some of your favorite things from the past few months? Tell me about what's been good. Yeah.
1: Uh so past couple of months, uh, I recently bought a spanking bench um and some new Violet Wand toys. Yes. Uh, I've been getting into uh kind of doing more time stuff with my partners which is fun. Um mm-hmm. I played a really nice game that I liked a lot called Gravity Circuit. It's basically like a Mega Man X game that was made in 2023 and it is fucking choice.
0: Okay. What platform says it are you playing it on?
1: Uh I was playing it on Steam, but it is available on Switch and some other stuff as well.
0: Oh switch you say. I've been looking for a new Switch game, so I it's think am like into that. Okay, sold.
1: Uh, I'm about to start a Metroidvania-style game called, like, Nine Years of Shadows, where you're basically a magical girl, and <gasps> one of the armor upgrades lets you turn into a mermaid.
0: What? Oh. Okay, send me the link for that one after. Yes, uh, I have also been playing a Metroidvania called uh, Blasphemous.
1: I fucking love Blasphemous. That game is rad as hell
0: it's beautiful it's so beautiful it's like one of the video games one of the very few video games that myself and my boyfriend both adore myself because i can actually play it without being super frustrated and it doesn't punish you too badly for dying yes and for him because it's a metroidvania that is just hard enough to be like a little bit frustrating
1: yes oh my god that game is stunning the bosses are beautiful everything is beautiful those like glory kills when you bludgeon someone with their penitent wheel oh my god
0: oh yeah i love stabbing the candle guys with their own candlesticks oh
1: yes the floating copes like i love dragging that bitch down by his stupid tail (laughs) yes yeah
0: (laughs) thank you for understanding where i'm coming from here and i love all the little objects the lore objects that you can get um but i think we're diving a little too far into yet another cul-de-sac that we don't need to be going down right now because i have been waiting to hear about your um your your title the title that you just got
1: yes okay so a couple weeks ago I went to an event called Florida power exchange. My second year going Florida power exchange is a convention held in get ready for this, Florida. Um, it's hosted by one of the leather families that are here. There's a very big leather community in Florida. I'm sure there's a big leather community everywhere because it's one of the oldest staples of the kink scene. Um, and some things will never die. Uh, but it is here and it is like a sister convention to a very big, Uh, BDSM convention down here called Beyond Leather Um, so every year FPE has a title contest where uh, BDSM and uh, kinksters as couples or uh, dynamics compete and they wanted to do one for bigs and littles because even though FPE is one of the more Inclusive conventions that is not just an outright ABDL or little con, they still have this dividing line. And quite frankly, I think it's a good idea um, just because, like, the headset sorry, the headspace of little space is something people could easily take advantage of without understanding um
0: and easily take advantage of
1: it's going to get a little uh serious for a moment um sometimes yeah. especially in frenzy so anybody who is new to the scene has experienced frenzy you get to do your first scene you get to you buy your first pack of diapers whether you go to an event and you meet somebody who's going to do a spanking scene with you whatever it is once you get that first taste the frenzy hits. And and a lot of people, it doesn't matter if you're 19 and your brain's still developing or you're 45 and your brain's been done cooking for a couple years, once you hit frenzy, you're not always making great choices. Like, your blinders Mm. are on because you're like, sweet, I can get this thing that I've wanted secretly. I can get tied up. I can get spanked. I can get electrocuted. I can get in predicament play. I can have someone treat me like baby and I want that. I want that. I want that. And it, it, it's almost ravenous. The head spaces people hit in scenes also can be very powerful things. Like if you're not familiar with subspace, I hit subspace when I am doing impact or electro play. um, And it is a very floaty high. Like, I got higher getting my tattoo recently just because, like, I hit subspace because of the endorphins. Um, and I was so floaty. Oh, man, it was great. Um, but, like, in that space, I cannot form a sentence to save my life. Like, I, I will get my idea out eventually, but it's going to take several tries. And I sound like I have just hung out with Willie Nelson for six straight days and then Snoop right. Me yes, up afterwards.
0: Right. yes, yes, yes. I totally so, get that.
1: Yeah. Um, and a lot of people in my local scene call that subspace. They're like, Oh, you're in subspace. It's the endorphins. It's floaty. And I also hit little space and that's where I feel comfortable and calm and and my brain age regresses to the place that I am trying to get therapy for when I'm actually engaging in little space. Right. Um, and that's not the case for everybody. For a lot of people it is right. And a lot of people that are in little space, uh, are very suggestible because like their particular type of space finds them being more open to kind concepts and ideas, more open to play, more open to engaging. Um, and there are a lot of fucking creeps out there and they can use that to have people while they are in a more suggestible space because they were originally comfortable and they were doing something that allowed them to, for pur- to like tear down their walls for a minute. They can help. They could encourage someone to engage in an activity that would normally be a soft limit or a hard limit. Um, That's so,
0: true. That's so true. And yes. they can also push the the envelope. But they well, if you if you love data, you'll do it.
1: Yes. Yes. Very manipulative shit. And sadly, uh, every scene has people in it, and a lot of people suck ass, not in the cool way. So. There's going to be dicks and assholes there. Again, not in the cool way. So um, at FPE, one of the things they do is they have a dedicated space for littles, and they have dedicated activities for littles. And a lot of people will go to that little space room just as a quiet place. Like, man, I just spent 45 minutes in the dungeon. It was so loud in there. I just need to be in a quiet place. And they go into this the area they call the playground and they're like, Hey, can I just color with you? And everybody's like, yeah, dude, do you want a stuffed animal? They're up for adoption. And like, it's great.
2: (gasps) Oh yeah. yeah. It's a
1: super fun space in the middle of this. Like I'm going to buy a pup hood and then have a dildo shoved up my ass. And then I'm going to go watch this presentation on how to do fire cupping. Um, like it's great. So there's a title every year for standard. And when I say standard, I just mean more traditionally, uh universally accepted leather and bdsm and kink people um mm-hmm. but this is the first year they did one for littles so Ooh, okay here's how it worked. i'm finally there i got off topic and i apologize okay so you're
0: making content i am collecting all this delicious content but please continue tell me more about how you got the title
1: don't forget to like and subscribe and check out our sponsor um so We get to FPE, and the things we have to do to compete in the Littles contest, when I say we, I mean mommy and me. Um, We, Mm -hmm. she is not competing. They were doing the Littles contest as there's a Littles competition and a Bigs competition, Um, and if you win the title, there's things you have to do, which I'll talk about in a minute. So, first thing we do, we get in, we do a meeting Mm -hmm. where they review all of the things we're going to do. Great, cool, whatever. Then, we have to do a meet and greet with the judges. Go around, talk to the five judges. Hi, my name is Teddy Beard. I'm going to be competing. Uh, it's nice to meet you, whatever your name is. Do you have any questions for me? And usually they're like, you know, tell me about your dynamic. What, what are you hoping to do with the title, et cetera, et cetera. Easy peasy. Nothing to do. Meet all the judges. I've met all the other competitors at this point. Super rad. Then it's time. I take mm-hmm. all my props. For my performance, make sure that my costume is on purple dragon onesie, wing, tail, and hoodie and all. You've seen it. You know.
0: Um, mm-hmm. I, t- I sure do know.
1: You do know. You're so, adorable. Thank you. My mama got it for me. Um, <laughs> so, get all costumed up, get my props together. And then, here's the twist. We don't get to see the other competitors at all. We're all hanging out in a little green room, and then they call us into the performance space. Oh. So, I am the last competitor to go. There are two other Littles competing, and then there are two Bigs competing. The two other Littles, one of them is the person who brought that playground, that Littles room that I was telling you about, to this convention. They are a member of the founding leather family of the convention. They have been advocating for littles and abdls in this area that we're in for close to two decades the other absolutely stunning beautiful she does uh she tends to have a situation where she'll dress and act as like a cow but she also has a little thing absolutely stunning i'm like how the fuck am i gonna be with this they're hot as hell they're hot as hell and they are both founding members of this shit On the big side, professional Dommy Mommy from South the area, who started the South Florida, Southwest Florida's Littles group, which has a huge ABDL Littles party every month, hangs out with Mommy Peach, uh, who's a very popular professional mommy down in South Florida. And then the other is uh, Daddy, uh, and they have been in the leather community for years, and her. baby is like the first well-known uh abdl in the leather scene in florida period and like this daddy when people would try and give her baby shit she was like try me so like just the most powerful protective paternal energies and i'm like fuck this is i'm just a pair of dimples and a purple onesie god damn it well here we go so they call us out one at a time we introduce ourselves we have one minute to talk about who we are what we do what we provide then 10 minutes where the judges ask us anything they want and we have to answer them and they tell us they're like this can get serious they may ask you like you know is this uh therapy for you if so what may have caused that like what are things that can trigger like they were like they can ask you anything and some of them don't know a lot about this so they may get really intense and i was like all right fucking bring it so i go out i get my minute and i'm like hello my name is actual name i go by teddybeard on Life. i have a podcast and a book that i wrote under the pseudonym darlene Laddle. podcast i read smutty books in the voice of tim curry And then I do little bits and jokes about them. The book is about ABDL. Uh, It is an emotional autobiography about the complexities I felt and the self loathing that I had to overcome to embrace the side of myself. And it is just a fraction of the journey that I experienced. It's not universal, but I think it's pretty good. And they were like, uh, and then I was like, oh, and I guess I could do a sample of the voice. Just kidding. That's my minute. Judges, what are your questions? Go. (sighs) Everybody's laughing. Good sign then, <laughs> judges' questions, uh-huh. real straightforward. What are you going to do with the title? So if you win the title, you have to teach a class at next year's FPE. You also have to be part of a ceremony where you hand the title. Up. You also have to attend at least three events across the state where you will do some sort of teaching. You'll either talk about your experience getting the title or you will advocate and educate on your particular scene, whatever. Um, and also, you have to compete in the international title contest. So, what am I going to do if I win the title? I'm going to keep doing what I've been doing. I'm going to go out to these events. I'm going to educate. I'm going to advocate. I'm going to keep hosting events. I'm going to use one little bit of clout and leverage this gives me to start making it where I don't have to host events at my house, where I can host them at other venues. I'm going to try and get into cigar socials and... Uh, Leather Knights and advocate and teach and just destroy ignorance one day at a time Cool Other questions come in I don't remember a lot of them, but I do remember the last one the last one was posed to me by a judge who had been brought into the convention as a diversity chair cuz Um, in the southeast of Florida, in the leather community, it is uh, lacking in the melanin. So I see this particular convention was called out for that. Uh, This was Mm -hmm. the 10th year of FPE. Last year, the um, theme was diversity. And a lot of people were like, hey, um, about that panel of people who prepare the convention. You notice anything about them? So, this individual was brought on as the diversity chair. Amazing. Taller, older black woman, uh, popular in the leather community, uh, member of, uh, does she remember that Faust? I'm not sure, but really cool. And then, as I was talking to her in the pre judge thing, she's like, yeah, they brought me on as the diversity chair. Uh, and then they said they needed a judge for the Littles contest. And I was like, I don't know anything about Littles. Great, let's bring them in. Final question. She says, all right, Teddy Beard, here's my question for you. How do we improve diversity in our community
0: Ooh, i've got my hands on my cheeks i'm ready for this okay, okay.
1: i we- am for the viewers who can't tell by my voice a six foot three cis white kind of bisexual dude um who has a beard and tends to wear more masculine presenting clothing and again, I would like to reiterate as I speak, like Frazier is super fucking white. <sighs> so I, I look her dead in the face and I'm like, okay, real softball of a question. Thanks um and then i go off i'm like listen this is about to get political so if you're not a fan of that you may want to walk away but everything we do is political because we exist in a social sphere and every choice we make is limited by our own biases and that's one of the first things we need to do we need to get rid of biases and those exist whether you want to admit it or not whether you think it or not you're racist because of colonialism whether you think it or not you're sexist because of the patriarchy Whether you think it or not, you judge people who are poorer than you because of capitalism. They are the three evils. They define all of our characteristics in life. And I am so sorry because it is a fact and it sucks. So, how do we destroy those? We can't. But what we can do is recognize that everyone in this room, everyone who is a member of this scene, is a refugee. We are running from normalcy. We do not fit in. And there is something about us that is alien to the rest of the world, and it has isolated us and made us feel alone, and we have come together seeking a family that embraces us and accepts us and understands us, the things that we have been hiding and hating. We are all refugees. So at some point, many of us will be blessed to stop being the refugees, the shelter seekers, and start being the shelter providers. And if you do not When you are becoming the person who brings people in, who offers them safety, who offers them that welcoming, if you do not make your tribe out of people who have differing viewpoints and life experiences than you, if you create an echo chamber, you're going to start to attract a lot of very similar people. And then 10 years down the road, someone's going to say to you, hey, you notice how there's no black people? Maybe we should fix that. And you have to confront the reality that even though you've been acting in total kindness and total openness and total welcomingness with the ambition of bringing anyone who is seeking refuge, a place of safety, you've excluded people. And now you have Mm -hmm. to address your cognitive dissonance. And of course, your national reaction, your initial reaction is going to be frustration. You're going to be mad because in your mind. I haven't been excluding anyone. Everybody's welcome. They're choosing not to come. Well, why are they choosing not to come? What are you doing that is making people afraid, right, or not incentivizing them? You don't know because you literally do not have any relatable life experience when it comes to a major aspect of that person's existence. You only know, hey, you're in the leather, I'm in the leather. You don't know anything else about their life experience because you haven't experienced any of that and you've not surrounded yourself with anyone who does. So that's what we have to do. We have to start unpicking that Gordian knot of our own personal biases and being okay with admitting, holy shit, that was a racist thing. Holy shit, that was a sexist thing. Am I racist? Maybe. And I don't want to be. So I'm going to do that Mm -hmm. thing less. Or maybe not at all. Um, and then everybody clapped, and that's when I came back to my body, because I completely blacked out the whole time I was talking. I was just like, at one point I started to zone back into my body, and I, that's when I said the thing about the Gordian Knot, and I was like, okay, I got this. I'll just go with the We're going back into the recesses. Uh, we got it. Um, so that was cool. And that was the first part of the competition,
0: the first the that's the first
1: yes the second part was an educational element
0: okay what was your topic for the educational element like i do i would fucking love to just sit and talk to you about your your speech that it's very rousing um i have i have additional thoughts now to add to it um specifically on like the uh, concept of an invitation Mm -hmm. and how sometimes invitations themselves can be exclusive. If you're not making sure that they are handed to the people that you want to be there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like if you're saying, ah, yeah, there's an invitation. It's, it's, it's already up. It's very general. Everyone's welcome. Um, There is still an expectation, especially from the marginalized groups that like, perhaps this is not for me because it is for the people who are welcome in all walks of our society um usually white straight people um yep yeah so they're expecting that they're going to be marginalized there too so you have to make sure that like you are going around and handing that invitation to everyone that you want to see at that event
1: could not agree more
0: yeah
1: uh So then, the second portion was education, and I just went in and did a general overview of like, okay, we're going to talk, this is what age play is, I'm going to briefly mention age regression, I'm going to talk about ABDL. I got 10 minutes, I'm going to do my best. Um, I kind of went in and just was like, listen, ABDL, or sorry, age play is literally just any power exchange where the people playing are playing at being a different age. Everybody involved is a consenting adult daddies mommies caregivers bratty middles whatever the the left side of the slash is because it's not just mommy or daddy or caregiver like you can have a bratty middle babysitter you can have an angelica you can have two babies babying each other actually got to experience that at fp it was so rad uh anyway Woo-hoo. that's another story for later perhaps um so hey Nobody that's in that position is a pedophile. Everybody involved is actual children. And I do not like, or everybody involved in that is actual adults, not children. No children. No children in kink, period. No minors in kink, period. If you are not an adult, don't be here. I'm sorry. I know that feels exclusionary. Go to Scarlet Teen. Go to a place where there are resources and not predatory adults, okay? Do not be here. You're a child. Go live your child life. Be enjoy your real childhood. Please. You you will get plenty of trauma that will make you wind up here in your early 20s. Trust me, it happens. It sucks. Enjoy Mm -hmm. enjoy my chemical romance while you're the target demographic. Yearn for it later. Um so. I am old and bad at being inclusive to the youth. Anyway, so.
0: I think Taylor Swift is still relevant.
1: There we go. She'll leave a blank space for you. Anyway, um, (laughs) (laughs) I said to them, I was like, listen, nobody here is a pedophile. And if you if that is the hang up for you, you're like, why would they want to act like a kid? Some of y'all call your partner wolf. Don't mean you want to fuck a dog. okay? so if you can wrap Mm -hmm. your head around that, you can handle this. And I was like, and the people that are pretending to be children, they are not children, they are actual adults. In fact, for some of us, we don't even really have little space. We just like that humiliation of the shame, the ooh, the degradation of I am adult, but I am being treated as baby. Ooh, the oh no. They just want
0: the attention. I just want the attention.
1: Yeah. I want the the limited (laughs) expectations. I like being rewarded for not having to be on. I sat here and moved a thing around and told you what color it was and I'm smart for that? Fucking yes. Thank you.
0: Hell yeah. Yes, please. It has nothing to do with me. Okay yeah so anyway, <laughs> back to your your educational yeah. briefly yeah. touched
1: on like age regression and how that's a real psychological phenomenon and on tumblr some people will be like uh, abdl and, and age play and age regression are different and it's not sexual and it's like well it might not be for you but uh, this the whole thing started as a kink kid so um i am sorry that instagram taught you that you can be into this and not into sex but like some of us are and that's okay too your thing is valid if you don't want to be sexualized i'm not going to sexualize you that's fair Don't get mad at me because I get a boner in my diaper sometimes. This can happen. You got a deal. Uh, It's not about you. It's about me. Thank you. Uh, And then talked about ABDL uh, and did not get to tell the fun story about the time that I went to a BDSM event and got my first banking and uh, my diaper exploded because somebody (laughs) used a flog with car parts on it.
0: Yeah, watching you physically like flinch away from your own <sighs> thoughts as you <laughs> went
1: through that. So I was so I oh and, and nah, that's another story. Not that it'll be in my book. Um, so did that. That was my education portion. I don't know what everybody else's education portions were on. I didn't get to see them. Then it was performance time. We had a talent bid. We had four minutes. Uh-huh. First person goes on. She is going to do a strip tease to the kids' Bop version of WAP, which is not wet ass putsy. It's waffles and pancakes. So she is dressed as a Waffle House employee, is going to be making pancakes batter and all, stripping as she does. And then she's got a chef's hat on that she was going to take off and Remy from Ratatouille was going to be on top. Genius. Except
0: there was an issue Uh with her music. Uh Uh-oh.
1: Her music didn't work. So they pulled up regular WAP. The poor woman is losing her mind. Her blood pressure skyrockets. She passes out. Oh, no. The head judge takes her in an ambulance to the hospital. Side note, everyone is wearing a onesie because all of the people who were like, I'm definitely not a little, but like little pride, you know, maybe maybe I'm a middle uh, it's gonna be onesie night the first night why we're literally having a title contest y'all can be a little it's fine you don't have to make like a whole excuse for it but whatever um so everybody's wearing either their standard leather regalia or a onesie or <laughs> dressed very provocatively and there are ambulance now coming oh so good fun yes great
2: Mm
1: -hmm. At least she was dressed as a Waffle House employee with a corset underneath (laughs) instead of like (laughs) the cow bikini she'd been wearing previously as she went to. (sighs) She's fine. Everything is fine. She just uh, she got stressed out and they were like, hey, don't stress. So there's now a delay. Everybody does their performance. I go out. for My performance. I have brought three enlarged dinosaur stuffed animals and some Fisher-Price instruments. Out of the Ashes by Symphony X starts playing. And I am pretending to play the instrumental part with the hands of various stuffed animals. Then Russell Allen's operatic vocals hit. My hood goes up. My pacifier is out of my mouth. Now I don't know if you know this, Fani. I have a background in music and theater Uh and Uh opera. Uh-huh. I start belting Out of the Ashes by Symphony X. And if you don't know the song, you should listen to it. It's a fucking banger. And I crush it. Uh, and then during uh-huh. the final instrumental section, right before the final chorus, I go back behind my, my stuffed animals and, like, I'm pretending to do the guitar solos. And, like, once the guitar solo finishes, just throw that stuffed animal across the room. And then we're doing the drum solo. And then, fuck Steve. And then we're doing the keyboard solo and then (laughs) get out of here, fucking Becky. And then, boom, I'm up and I'm doing that final number. I've got all the runs down. It's fucking perfect. And I love performing and it's felt so good. So I finish. Doesn't matter. Win or lose. I feel great. Go out. My mommy, who is six sheets to the wind at this point, because we stopped for two things on the way to FPE. Good German food and good scotch. there was not as much scotch when I got back to the hotel room afterward. So uh, she and our friends that were sharing a room with her there, and they're like, "Holy shit, that was great! You crushed it! You did it! You crushed it!" And I was like, "Thanks, guys. We'll see what happens. Who knows?" Well, the judges knew. Uh, the daddy that I mentioned before, uh, she won the big contest. Oh, and the whole time we're in the green room. This person has not just found my buttons. They have walked into the elevator of my kink and just slid their hands down all of the buttons. Because, like, I'm starting oh. to get bored. And I don't get anxious or nervous before a performance. But, like, if you know, green room time crawls. Like, the time between uh-huh. I am in costume and house lights are down is a infinity time. Yes. So I'm bored. I'm, like, checking my phone. I'm kind of looking around, sighing. This daddy has a read me in like a book, and they're like, Come here. I'm like, Why? And they're like, Come here. This person gives me a diaper check just in the middle of this room and is like, You need to drink more water. And I'm like, Excuse me? I am one of the most hydrated people you will ever meet. And they go, When that diaper bulges, I'll believe you.
0: <gasps> oh, okay.
1: <laughs> what? Uh, uh, So, of course, I'm like, well, I'm fine. I don't need some water. And then that professional mommy dom's like, who needs water? Pulls four water bottles out of her purse. And the daddy goes, that one? Look at that diaper. And then the mommy goes, hmm, yeah, here you go. Hands me a fucking liter bottle of water. And I'm like, what is this? What is happening? This isn't supposed to happen. No. You're all supposed to ignore that part. You don't pay attention to that part. No one likes that part. What are you doing? And that was happening the whole time between everything. So that daddy, daddy, freaking confident diaper check. Uh, At one point, her baby came over and uh, she was like, come here. I need to compare your diapers. Uh, Hers is bigger than yours. You need to drink more. And we're both like. This, this other fellow giant human and I are just like, I don't, uh, why are our cheeks so red? Why are words non-existent? What? This isn't supposed <laughs> to happen. This is a leather convention. You guys are supposed uh-huh. to want to smoke cigars and be like, look at these weird freaks in their silly clothes. Not like us with uh, leather straps and uh, fucking chaps. What are you doing making me feel included and also immediately hitting all of my check marks? Stop it. Uh, So we win. They win the big title. I win the little title. We get a big badge. I get a huge badge that they're like, it's a patch. It goes on the back of a leather. Oh, you don't have one of those. And I was like, no, I don't. So uh, the person who designed the patch, which is super cute, it's got our state on it. It's got a paddle on it and it's got a rocking horse on it. It's very cute. I don't know why I'm not showing it to you right now. There's a picture of it on my life. Um, I
0: did see a picture of it. You did show us a picture of it.
1: Okay, sweet. Um, it's very nice. S- thank you. Uh, so they're like, oh, yeah, you can't do that. We're going to make you a sash so that you can wear that at events. And then wear whatever <gasps> cute clothes you have. And the whole weekend, yes. people kept coming up to me. People I didn't know. People that weren't at the contest. And we're like, hey, first off, congratulations. Second of all. Another cute outfit. Thank you. I had more people come up and compliment the various onesies, short dolls, skirt dolls. People ask me like, Hey, can I see your diaper? Just cause I want to know how cute it is. Oh my God. It's got unicorns on it. Where did you get that? And it's like, you're not into this. You're dressed as a dog with no pants on, but okay. Oh. <laughs> sure. Here you go. Uh, I, And it's just, it was so lovely. Um, And then they also gave me a wooden crate filled with fucking crazy toys like squirt guns. The best truck I've ever gotten. It's a tow truck. All the parts work. There was a dragon. That's also a robot. There is a dinosaur that make Godzilla sounds. And there was a stuffed shark. I was like, and I get a box. Fuck yeah. I'm a sucker for a rustic wooden crate because... I look like I'm a member of Mumford and Sons, and I, I lean into that. So of course I'm gonna left me an old unfinished wooden crate and then you filled it with toys? Of course. Thank you.
0: Oh, that sounds magical. Congratulations to Thank you. Thank
1: you. Thank you very I much. I think,
0: yeah, you are extremely well deserving. Like I already knew that I've spent countless hours with you in various regards. Um, you're one of the most well-spoken, one of the most eloquent people I know. Stop it. Oh, did I, did I find a little button? No. Did I find a, a sense of this little button? And I'm gonna, uh, oh, mm. I'm so sorry you are cherry red right now.
1: Uh thank you very much for the kind words. I appreciate it. Okay, we're not gonna very much. We're not gonna
0: get you to tears because I still need your brain to answer a couple of questions from the Dear Jazzy uh podcast Discord.
1: Ooh. I'm ready. Yeah. Um uh,
0: if you want to read along, it's on one of the next slide Yeah, the next slide. There you go. You're on the perfect slide for that. And I'm gonna start with this really long one. Um and you know about the usual bet uh and their um format. Mm-hmm. Um we've got a, a fan of the usual bet and dear Jazzy asking this first question. Darby Darbinator uh asks and says, Dear Sophie and Chloe that part's cl- crossed out. Dear jazzy and Fani, I have a weirdly unique problem. So I went to college to become an elementary school teacher and hey, I'm not going to get into that whole adventure here. Uh but now it's really hard for me to look at a lot of like little stuff and like toys and workbooks etc without going into teacher brain and evaluating them based on how good I think they would be for teaching and what's and what skills they present etc. And that's not to say that uh, they can't be enjoyable in their own rights or sorry, I wrong emphasis on sellable here um it's hard to look at things with a going into teacher brain um and that's not to say that going into teacher brain can't be enjoyable in its own right but it really makes it hard to just be a dumb baby sort of adjacent to this question i wish they made higher level workbooks like but like themed totally baby like a calculus workbook that has like dinosaurs and shit and feels really little and still like holds your hand going through it uh please discuss options thoughts experiences
1: uh do we want what do you think Darlene okay so I feel like you picked this question just for me I also have had this exact experience so my background is in education um and I got a degree in elementary education uh and philosophy and music because when you're going for poverty you get the hat trick um
0: you are a renaissance little
1: that's right (laughs) yes I am truly well-versed in all of the ways that will not develop an income. Uh, So, yeah, there is a phase. And this happens with anything. So you've gone inside baseball. Once you learn about something, it is so difficult to appreciate that thing holistically. So I've done a lot of video development. When I'm watching movies now... It is so hard for me to not analyze the technique of filmmaking
0: Yes. when I am okay. listening to That's music. That's me and costuming.
1: Yes, right? Because you've spent so much time under the microscope, or behind the microscope rather, analyzing this thing, that now you are not really paying attention to the shade it contributes to the whole rainbow. You're analyzing that brushstroke intensely, right? Metal
0: because- grommets on... Eighteenth-century corsets,
1: exactly. Your immersion, um,
0: yeah. Okay, continue with uh, yeah. your experience with movies.
1: So, in the same thing with music, like I have a background in music. So now, when like one of my partners is like, "Oh, I heard this song. It's really great. Listen to it." And they're trying to tell me, "Hey, listen to the lyrics. Listen to the vibe of this." And I'm like, "Okay, cool. It's in four-four. It's a boom clap. Uh, this is an Andaluvian cadence. Uh, that arpeggio has been done sixteen times better by Marvin Gaye." Uh, they're nasally um okay that's an interesting choice and like i'm not even they're like you're not listening to the song and i'm like yeah i am i'm picking apart the song they're like no you need to listen when so i've had this experience with educator supplies and what i have had to do is i can't stop myself from being analytical right once that genie's out of the bottle it's done so if i can't Mm -hmm go back to that place i had to develop a new way of thinking and for me it became less about finding that as a trigger for little space because for me this is all ritual like little space the headspace is a sacrament i achieve by performing the right ritual i turn on I, i i put on my sacred garb of my crinkling pants, and I raise to my lips the sacred juice in its holy vessel of the bottle, and then I adorn my festoonments of the pacifier and the the onesie, and then I prostrate myself in the sanctuary of my playpen, and then I go through the sacred motions of moving the stacking ring and putting on the, the holy play of oswald or bluey or whatever and then i have achieved enlightenment and we reached the zen of baby head um your face right now is a delight um and so <laughs> Just,
0: every word makes my smile get a little bit wider
1: so um if the ritual doesn't work anymore It doesn't mean the ritual is broken. It means that you are growing as a person and that's meant to be celebrated. So one of the ways that I started to change that when I started using actual like children's materials as an educational tool and like started evaluating them to be like, oh, this coloring book is terrible. The anatomy is incorrect or like this resource is terrible. It's not teaching the uh, most up to date methodology. The pedagogy is off, whatever.
0: Is that how you pronounce that? Pedagogy?
1: Yes. Ped- pedagogy, pedagogy. Okay. Either one works. No one's going to fucking. Do you think an ancient Greek person's going to rise from their grave and go, uh, that's incorrect? Also, Zeus fucked my daughter. Like, no. <laughs> they don't care. They're dead. Uh, and yeah. if everyone knows what you mean. <laughs> language is made up. If you understand the it's intention true, of what true, someone true. is saying, it's fine. I Sorry, I got to do a debate with somebody from the tri state area who tried to tell me how to pronounce drawer earlier. And I was like,
0: no one's um, wrong here.
1: I know what you mean. It's fine.
0: It's a dialect thing. Shut up. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, uh, I did get to use the word pedagogy the other day when I, we were talking about the Muppets Christmas Carol. Um, listen, it makes sense.
1: You don't, have to, you don't have to ever justify using the term pedagogy or talking about Muppet Christmas Carol to me.
0: Okay. Right? Yes. Uh both myself and my coworker ended up watching Muppet's Christmas Carol with our boyfriends separately on the same night. Um and then, you know, she was asking about like, "Oh man, school seemed so hard back in those days. Do you think it's, you know, much harder now or are we actually, you know, uh having an easier time?" And I was like, "Well, that's a nuanced question." And also, uh if you're going to be talking about like um math changing and everything like that um that's a whole thing about pedagogy and she was like sorry what and i was like oh the study of studies you know you know like,
1: what <laughs> um so darby that's beautiful uh so darb if you're struggling it, it may be that the ritual has to change so when i struggled with that one of the things i started to do was engaging with the space differently so instead of okay I put on the diaper I've put on the onesie I'm in the right place the right thing is on go I had to start finding creative ways to engage myself or have a partner engage with me because I was very lucky and still am to have partners who will engage with me in that space and so I started setting kind of like rules for myself game rules and and gamified Mm -hmm. it a little bit and the way that i gamified it was when i am in space i will only be interacted with if i act baby so i have to embarrass myself if i want attention if i want water i can't go hey i'm thirsty can i have some water i can't stand up and get it myself i have to say i'm thirsty may i have water please i need my bottle or, like, I have to use, mm-hmm. I have a friend who will only interact with me if I use baby sign. And I only know, like, three things in baby sign. And so, like, it's literally frustrating for me. Like, I, I need to move. Hey, I'm I'm tired. Can I stand up, please? I'm very tired. And they will completely deadass ignore me until I finally am, like, uh, I say their title. And then they turn and look at me. And then I'm, like, yeah, try and sign. And they're, like, oh, do you want something? What do you want? And, like. If I don't have another person, I will kind of play both parts in my mind. Like sometimes when I'm falling Mm -hmm. asleep, I'll start to feel like I'm in little space and I will cognitively manifest the big side of me and kind of like talk myself through my day. And so, like the parent that I never had, like the big that I provide for the caregiver side that I provide for some of my uh, partners comes out and engages with my little side and it's like, how was your day? Well, you know, it was it's long and boring and dumb work is dumb. Yeah, work is dumb. Why did you feel it was dumb? And like, sometimes when you're aware of the hurdle, you have to take a step back and give yourself that running start and you're going to yeah. trip over it. And that's fine. You stand the hurdle up and you do it again. Like this is part of you, Darb. You like those things. So you, and you can't, no one has made the calculus book that you're describing. So you need to make that first of all, your idea, get on it. I trust you. You're a champ. And then you have to, until that new thing you want comes out, you have to engage with the thing that exists in a new way until it works. You have your finger on your nose. I'm done talking.
0: I I do I do have points to add and I'm putting my finger on my nose so I don't forget them. Um, and for Darb specifically, I'm going to advise sometimes it's okay to just like completely lean into it. Kids are picky. Kids will reject things for the most random reasons. And it's okay for you to like take a look at something and be like, eh, there's something just not about it for me. And, you know, that's probably uh probably from you being an educated person, but it's also totally a thing that kids do i don't vibe with it i don't like it get out of here i'm gonna throw it off my hair high chair tray you know yeah yeah um and also on that note of uh just books not existing books are getting better They books for children are getting better i love the grown-up word um dinosaur books that you can get now where they actually have, like, all of the information about these dinosaurs and what we know about them today with, like, the full names, like Pachycephalosaurus, set up for little kids. Love them. Um, And these are made by, like, very educated people. Uh, We got a couple of books for um, a family friend of ours just the other day. And um, myself and the person I live with are... Uh, the the sort of auntie and uncle who will provide the the smart books, Aww. you know, the smart books and the accurate dinosaur figures. Yes. Yeah. So we've been able to find a lot of good stuff at specialty bookstores, um, like the more curated boutique bookstores. Mm. Uh, we found a book just the other day about um, the woman who discovered what stars are made of. And oh. it was an illustrated children's book. About the woman who discovered what stars are made of. And I'm going to have to come up with like the figure out what the, the, the title of it was. Um, but I was flipping through it and it's it's a little picture book about uh, like a sort of biographical journey of this woman's life and how she discovered what stars are. The illustrations were beautiful. And then at the end of the book, it's an entire addendum of like uh, celestial science huh yeah like textbook stuff kind of dumbed down for kids like explain it like I'm five textbook stuff
1: nice
0: so yeah books are getting better and you can also get the uh, coding for babies books where Mm -hmm. it goes through like computer language in a like baby book like those little hard cardboard books with buttons that only work in certain ways depending on which page you're on This is very fun.
1: Um, Yes. Hold on. I'm trying to, there's a book that I'm trying to remember the name of. Keep talking.
0: Yeah. uh, And I think that's about it uh, for, for that question. Uh, Uh, Are you okay with me moving on to the next question?
1: Really quickly on regarding calculus. There Uh is an amazing book for calculus and it is phenomenal and it is perfect. Uh It's called calculus made easy. And it literally is from 1910 is one of the more recent printings, but it came out like the 1800s. I know that
0: one. And it yes. literally
1: takes calculus and explains it in a way that a 12-year-old can understand. It's like, this looks scary. Calm down. This is all this means. And it puts it in simple terms, and it
0: mm-hmm. feels
1: authentic. You're like learning a new idea, but in a way that is intended to teach actual children a complicated idea, but it is like a real textbook. So that is the
0: yeah it is a extremely good resource um and the fact that it's from 1910 should not scare you books from 1910 are books yeah Yeah. you can still read them
1: (laughs) uh do you Um, want to read the next one or do you want me to read it
0: it's a little short one can you read it to me please
1: sure this one also comes from darbinator but many months later and it says dear jazzy and fanny i've heard littles talk about gross things like Obviously messing your diaper and things like drool, but what about nose picking? It's a very little kid slash baby thing, but I hardly hear anything about it. Is it considered too much, despite the other gross things? Note, I mean gross by adult society standards, not personal ones. Yes, Vann.
0: Hi, I've had my hand up. Um, I will be the first person in in this particular context and uh definitely not the first person in the world to say i still pick my nose but it depends on where you put your boogers i will pick a crusty out of there and put it in a tissue like an adult
1: yes yeah uh, it, it, it is we a don't natural... talk about it yeah we don't need but to... we do it <laughs> just like everybody poops we just happen to be pooping in our diapers or pants or whatever Uh, Some of us by choice, right? So, like, everybody poop. Everybody drool. Everybody pick nose.
0: Everybody gets an annoying booger.
1: Oh, my God. The worst. Especially, like, listen, in Florida, when the weather changes, it's, it's so humid here. It's always so humid. It's literally the same climate as India, except when it gets cold. And Florida cold, I know you are in the Yukon, where when you touch the cold steel, it is as if it burns. I get that. But here you've become it is wet. acclimatized
0: to a, a warm humid. So yes. tell me about tell me about the cold humid. It, when it, it sucks.
1: when it is cold and wet, that moisture stabs through to your bones. Yes. I People who are not natives come down here and they're like, I don't understand why everybody puts on a hoodie when it's 40 degrees and then it gets 40 degrees. And they're like, ah, why do my joints hurt? It's barbecue weather. Ha ha ha, bitch. Welcome to hell. Ha <laughs> ha, it always sucks here. Um, so <laughs> when that happens, it is snot city for every person here. And it mm-hmm. is everybody does the little like classic finger on the nose one. That is adult nose picking. And are they flicking their bugs anywhere? No, because that is a gross in a safety way. That is a thing that was inside your body. It needs to go in the trash or the toilet. It does not that go. That is a thing
0: that your body produces to capture germs. It's full of germs.
1: It's gross and full of germs. Um, yeah. Is nose picking okay? I mean, anytime you're scening around other people, you're going to do a, a negotiation anyway. And if you're not doing a negotiation about what is cool, what isn't cool, hard limits, soft limits, etc., etc., and a safe word system for even just like, non-interactive things that can happen in a scene that you want to like, hey, this is breaking my headspace. I want to call a yellow on that. Let's talk about how we're going to go about you. Nose picking. Because if it's a thing you need to do, cool, let's figure out a way for you to do it that doesn't gross me out. Oh, yeah. You should be negotiating this stuff with the people you're scening with anyway. Um, And if that's not something that's integral to our community, the ABDL community, that is something we need to immediately incorporate into every
0: conversation we're having yes yeah squicks or squicks uh i want to talk about squicks i think kids these days are calling it the ick what gives you the ick yeah um personally i don't think nose picking is too much if it's if it's a thing that you've kind of talked about where it's just like it's something that i just do when i'm feeling little i will still use a tissue or Mm -hmm. i will you know expect you to hand me a tissue because you're the big in the situation right and hey, yeah. there's a
1: space there for dynamic play, right? Like maybe it is gross, and you're you're sceneing with a middle or a uh, slightly bigger little. They see you picking your nose, they call you out on it, and not any like that's disgusting. I'm ending the scene. You're a grown person, act like it. But and I'm like, ew, you're picking your nose. Only babies pick. That's fun. There's look at that. Everybody's got an engagement now, or like you've got a caregiver there, right? And they see you reaching for the nose, and they walk over with the freaking kleenex put it on the nose and say below. boom look at that
0: amazing done yeah. okay i'm definitely team nose picking now there I... weren't teams before
1: <laughs> <laughs> i'm reticent to go on record in a way that that can be clipped so uh i quietly stand behind you
0: okay thank you i appreciate you (laughs) um and i think with that our questions are covered are you good to get to the outro i am okay i don't want to end this conversation but we are rounding two hours now um hey jazzy i hope you liked editing this (laughs) yeah uh hi jazzy i'm so sorry and Listener, thank you for listening to Dear Guesty, a podcast spin off of Dear Jazzy. Dear Jazzy is an at odds with God production hosted by Jasmine Starshine and Fawny EBDL. Check out Jazzy and Fawny's social media links, Dear Jazzy's subscribe star link, and the Dear Jazzy merch store link at at oddswithgod.com. To join our Discord server or ask us a question, reach out to us at Dear at gmail.com. And Dear Guesty, darling Laddle, what's your podcast sign off tagline? Sure.
1: I look forward to you listening to me again. And remember, whether you're a top or a bottom, a sweetie little brat or a wholesome scoop of vanilla bean, you deserve to be cherished. So if no one else will, love yourself. Have a lovely day, my darling.